Welcome to the Ultimate Journey, a podcast on awakening to spirit. I am your host, Frank DiGenova, episode 21. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Journey, awakening to spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova. Today's episode is called Spells and the Power of Words. Our voice makes sounds, which make letters, which make words that create sentences and create our language, which is the communication of a tribe or our tribe. And every tribe has a different way of communicating or how they have different languages. English is a Germanic language. It's from an older Teutonic language, which denotes the Germanic branch of the Indo-European language family. English is basically derived from Germanic and the Romantic systems of communication. The Latin based like French, Italian, Spanish, and so on. This was a result of the Anglo-Saxons being invaded, so they acquired these forms of communication. And as Britain colonized and traded with other tribes, basically, they absorbed more of their words. So beyond the Germanic and the Latin or Romantic languages, there was absorption from Arabic, Hindu, Chinese, Yiddish, and so forth. This explains the multiple synonyms that we have for words. I believe that we have more meanings than any other language. More synonyms are better for the poets and the songwriters of the world. You get more choice to explain the same thing. But this gets very confusing and often English is considered a, a messy language and it's getting worse and worse by how we're making new lingo and urban dictionarial stuff. See, I just made up a word. Dictionarial. I like that. Let's keep it. For example, the word awful describes something bad or terrible, but originally it's like awe-inspiring. So awful or full of awe. And then take, for example, hey, that's sick. You know, drop the K and you have S-I-C, which is amazing. Or that's bad. (laughs) You can see where I'm going with this. Intuitively, I believe that English is, it being a newer language, that it's being crafted, it's being developed. And because it takes from everything else, the meanings of words could be more manipulated or hidden. Take, for example, the word government. Now, we're just used to hearing the word government, but if you break it down, govern means to control, and mente or mind means (laughs) mind. So government literally translates to mind control. This podcast is not about conspiracy theories, although I might dip my toe in there just to see, just to kind of shake things up to make it exciting. It is just to describe the etymology behind the words and the reasons behind, well, I'm just talking about this episode in general. This episode on the podcast is about sounds, words, etc. What I find fascinating about the English language is the hissing and the emphasis on the S, spells, words, swords, sexy. Do you notice the S's now that I've brought it up? This is very perplexing, isn't it? You will be more observant with it now and you don't have to have a lisp or have like a gay accent or something like that. Do you see I'm just emphasizing the S's and stuff? And I'm not going anywhere with anything. Just certain people and lisps and just people that just kind of... Yes, I'm trying to make you go crazy with the S's just so you get it. Could English be a serpent or reptilian type of language? Just a thought. It has been said that the pen is mightier than the sword or that words are more powerful than violence? Or is our sword more powerful than the pen? But can you commit violence through your words or through your thoughts? If you look at the word sword, 
If you move the S and put it on the end of the word, you get words. So your word is your sword. Everything is energy. It's all vibrations and frequencies resonating in a certain cycle. I believe sounds, letters, words are condensed or the holders of this vibration, almost like frozen energy. It's not only the words that you use, but the intent behind them that is very powerful. For example, I can say, good morning, asshole. How are you? Or I can say, good morning, asshole. So it's a combination of intention and the vibration. So it's both. When you read that sentence, you just assume it's going to be good morning, asshole, sarcastic or whatever. Ah, oh, but the amount of relationships that have been destroyed over text, that's texting for you. So let's get back to words. What do you do when you make a word? Well, you spell it. So in essence, <laughs> you're casting a spell. You are spelling. Casting means to throw or to direct or towards something or someone or to send forward. Are you casting shadows or are you casting light? To spell is a verb and it means to take over, to be enchanted or captivated. So to cast a spell, you're basically inducing an effect of magic on someone or something. Spell, spelling, sword, word. So how are you using your sword? Words of truth or the, of manipulation, lies, etc. Now, which other ways can you cast a spell. Well, if you ask the druids, they were using wands. They were usually made out of wood. The druids were, or maybe still are, tree worshippers. There's energy in trees. You know, when you knock on wood, you know, you're evoking the spirits of protection and luck. A very sacred tree was the, the holly tree. The festival of Saturnalia, the Romans celebrated the solstice at this time. Deck the halls with holly, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So the druids' wands were made out of wood from the holly tree. Their magic wands were made of hollywood. Now, which other hollywood spins its magic on us? Oh, but that's another podcast and maybe a different type of podcast because I said my toe dipped into the water, but this is not a conspiracy podcast. So we'll stop right now. I'm not going to cast a spell on you. Instead, I'll podcast. <laughs> the etymology of that word is a blend of iPod and broadcast. So there you go. Let's get back to energy and vibration. Japanese author Masuru Emoto wrote a book called Hidden Messages in Water. He was a researcher, scientist. Anyway, he did some cool stuff. He would put water in small little vials from different parts of Japan, from rivers, from different sources. And he would label and tape on words on each one, like love, hate, um, you're an idiot, I love you and the like. He would then freeze them and then take the droplets and photograph them through a microscope. What happened was so cool. The water that was infused with the labels of love and all positive vibrational stuff ended up presenting beautiful crystalline forms. And the ones with hate and negative vibrational words taped onto the vials expressed distorted and really fractured and non-formed crystallized forms. It was so profound. This proves that our vibration, our thoughts, can affect the structure of water. And water also holds memory. And guess what? What are we made mostly of? So how does our thoughts, words, our swords, and the spells we cast affect ourselves and other people? What is behind our intentions? You know, our inner self-talk, the whispers we have with ourselves, the programming, the little voice in our head. How are we affecting our structure, our cells, and so on?
So this got me thinking, what about the labels we put on ourselves? It's not only our inner talk, but what we wear. What kind of clothes do you wear and what energy is locked into those? Do you have positive sayings in your clothes? Are you wearing only black all the time? Remember, everything is energy and it affects us. And then I got really tripped out and thought, wow, what about tattoos? If taped labels can affect the water crystals that much, what would ink with skulls and death and demon stuff do to our body and to our energetic field? What about what we see, feel, hear through our five senses? What kind of music do you listen to? What are the lyrics? What kind of movies do you watch? Are you a mainstream news junkie? Are you getting positive or negative programming? Oh, it's called TV programs? (laughs) Why is it programming us? It's television. It's telling a vision or telling lies, tell lies vision. And it's broadcasting these programs. There you go. There's that word again, casting. Uh Uh-oh, I may have more than my big toe in the water. I think I put my foot in there. Take it out before I put it back in my mouth. So behind the intentions are emotion. So a thought is an electrical impulse. And an emotion is motion is electrical thought in motion. Emotion. And it's magnetic. So together you have electromagnetic. Did that make sense to you? So a thought is electrical and an emotion is magnetic. And an emotion is an electrical thought in motion. Let's look at notes on the musical scale. Each note has a corresponding frequency or hertz, HZ or HZ. The note of middle C resonates at 261.63 hertz. So one octave above that is basically that frequency doubled to 523.25. Just like the key of G is 392 hertz and the octave above that is double that. It's 783.99 or 784 Each note gives us a different emotion or feeling. It affects us because it's vibrating at a different level. Just like sounds and words and the language. Now the sacred and ancient language of Sanskrit, of India, is majorly built on sound and vibration or the seed sounds. These sounds need to be pronounced properly, especially when reciting a mantra because it sets up a specific vibrational field of energy. I'm sure when learning Chinese that if you don't say the right intonation, you could say the same word, but if it's the wrong intonation, you can tell somebody to go F themselves when you're trying to ask for something politely. I want to discuss another point very quickly here. The word is called semantics, which means a specific sound and its visual representation. For example, if you put sand on a drum and you put a microphone or speak underneath that drum and you say a certain word or you make a certain tone or frequency, a shape or geometric pattern will form depending on the sound. So this is like the water experiment of Emoto on steroids. Bottom line is sound, vibration, energy frequencies affect matter, affects everything. I want to share a story that happened to me many years ago that proves that sound, emotion, vibration, all that can actually affect matter. Who remembers that 1976 horror movie called Carrie? She displayed telepathic powers when she was shamed and ridiculed. She drummed up enough emotional energy to move matter. And we're not talking about bending spoons here. (laughs) Things that are heavier and harder to do. Move over, sissy spacek, I've got something on you. I didn't use Hollywood special effects. I cast my own spell. Now, what I'm about to tell you did happen and it freaked me out. So I don't know if I should be proud of this or (laughs) scared shitless. I think maybe a little bit of both. 
So to spare you many details, I was in the car with my dad and we were arguing and I was just pissed off that he wasn't open to ideas of the paranormal. He was a doubting Thomas. He had to see something before he would believe it. Anyway, I was so mad that I said to him, stop being so stubborn and ignorant to what could happen. Like even now, something so fucked up can happen in this car that you would have no fucking explanation. And I'm being nice now. We were turning into the highway from the on-ramp and I was just so angry. My emotions were all at the surface, it was like the Incredible Hulk. I don't know what I did, but somehow I, I unleashed this anger and energy outward. And what happened next was unexplainable. His driver's side window on his car, he was driving, I was in the passenger seat, exploded into smithereens. Bang, pow, just amazing. I felt so satisfied. He took the car, parked it on the shoulder of the highway, and he looked at me. He was stone white. And I said, see, explain that. Explain that. And he looked at me, perplexed. What is a ghost saying, we've been shot. I got even more mad because I'm like, even after just saying what I did, that something fucked up can happen, nope, no big deal. But I know he was shook to the core. But we'll always be stubborn, and I got to accept that. But anyway, it was crazy. I think that was the second last time that I displayed my anger. Um, if you remember in episode 19, uh, anger, what I did to my, my, my then former spouse, prompted me never to express my anger like that again, because it's scary. And I was afraid of my power or what I could do. Maybe it was a coincidence, I don't know. But it happened, and that's all I needed to know at that time. Anyway, I think this episode was a jam-packed full of information and experience, and I enjoyed doing this one. So remember the power of your words and what spells you cast and how you use your sword, your voice, if it's one of truth or of lies and deception. You've got the power! Gunk, gunk. Remember that song? I've got the power! Gunk. <laughs> okay, that is the end of this podcast episode, Spells and the Power of Words. This is the Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit podcast, and I'm your host, Frank DeGenova. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey podcast, Awakening to Spirit. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at theultimatejourney.ca. I thank you in advance for visiting my website, theultimatejourney.ca, for more information on my online courses. Listeners will receive my course motivation for free. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.